Everyone, how fantastic to have you all here. We're going to make a start. And for the very first thing, I would love to welcome Auntie Matilda House to welcome us. Thank you very much. I, I have, after so many, so many years and years and years and years, I finally caught up with my niece. <laughs> Give her a clap. <laughs> she has achieved so many things through the work that I've just seen and what she has gone through. This girl has been there and back again. Just like you, Lydia. And just like all the Aboriginal boys and girls here tonight. You know, you stay here with Auntie. Um, because what has been here tonight, arts, Artists on the Hill, what an honour and a privilege to be here tonight to see so many fantastic people who are here for the right reasons, to set the record straight and to make the record straight and to lead, lead us, no matter who we are and how old we are, and to make sure that those who run the country, state and territories and federal, only for three years anyway, but uh, they carry on and they think they want to run all your lives. Well, let me tell you, nobody runs black people's lives no more. We have got that strength and seeing here tonight the generational changes that are coming up behind myself and the people, because I just cannot believe how much telling the stories through everything, whether it's through art, storytelling or whatever, of just sitting down in the dirt and letting people know. Because once you're a knowledge holder, you stay a knowledge holder. Just like Mother Heart. Mother Heart. This is the heart of the nation here, on what they call Capitol Hill. My family's called it Courageong Hill. a place of knowledge where my great-grandfather and his people had been here for thousands of years. His name is Black Harry. He moved to the Wogaloo, Wallabalula, to all around these places to maintain a presence. And through him and others, they left their marks. Just look out to any rock art. Just look out, out to any tree. Just look out to someone sitting there wanting to know something and that knowledge holder will come by. And they'll say, well, I think this is how it happened and I'm sure it is because I was told by another knowledge holder. And that's what art's all about. Knowing, knowing where that hill came from. 
known what that river was doing. What Bangaroo was doing down there, a lovely woman that kept control and held her passion for the people of the Gardaigal. There was women like Bangaroo all around and there was men all around like our great-grandfathers. So you know, I'm here tonight to welcome you to this knowledge and to all these young artists that are here to be brought into it as knowledge holders because there's no sense in the, as time gone by when our great-grandchildren, which I have, asked me, and I know, I know where her family comes from because they were my family from over the Murrumbidgee River out there in a little Aboriginal mission called Brungle. And Lydia, her mother, who had trod and walked the talk and talked the walk and let no man or woman stand in her way when she had the floor. And how much the struggle from living just on a sandbank in Cairns to have travelled all this way to maintain the spirit of what women are all about and what artists are all about. See a young man there with a, is that a possum cloak or kangaroo? There you go. It's a grey one. Are you from the grey family? Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, knowing people from all around Australia is what I do know and accept. How people come down and come across and come up over the mountain. And this is what my country's all about, is welcoming and accepting and very respectfully welcome you into the land of my ancestors and through people like Lydia, myself and the Cape York man, clever man, we welcome you here to this land. Thank you very, very much. Auntie, thank you very, very much. Auntie started by saying it was an honour and privilege for her to be here. The, the honour is for all of those artists here who feel that they can hold that knowledge and listen and pass that on. So thank you again so much, Auntie, for welcoming us um, here on Gunnawal Country. There is so much to talk about tonight and so much celebrating and some new conversations to be had. I'm Esther Anatolitis, the Executive Director of NAVA. We're here to do a few things tonight. We're here to talk about Arts Day on the Hill and the conversations we'll be having, but we're also here to hear from the new co-chairs of the new Parliamentary Friendship Group for Contemporary Arts and Culture. Please welcome John Alexander, Maria Van Batinu, and in his absence, Adam Bant. Thank you. Am I up first? Okay. Well, it's a, it's a great pleasure to welcome you all here to Parliament House. Um, can I just acknowledge all my parliamentary colleagues, and there are a great number of them here this evening. 
and we hope that more will join us in the course of the next half hour. Um, we expect a division before 7.30, so if people run away, it's not because we don't like the company, it's because we've got to go down and be accounted for in a vote in the House of Representatives. Um, I'm the Federal Member for Cornwall, Maria Van Vakinu, and um, I'm very honoured to um, be co-chairing the Parliamentary Friends of Contemporary Arts and Culture here in the Parliament, and I think that uh, one of the fundamental reasons for having this uh, friendship group is to give all of our colleagues who are interested in contemporary art and artists um, an opportunity to meet with you and create forums for discussion uh, around the importance of the arts. Um, my particular interest, and I've had these discussions with Esther and John will speak about uh, some, John and I will talk about some of the artwork that we have in our office. Uh, that was the theme. So um, you may all be aware that the parliamentary, uh, Parliament House has a huge collection of artwork and when you become elected here, um, you are visited um, and you are given a catalogue and you are given the opportunity to choose uh, artwork for your office. So when I rocked up here in February of 2002, I must have been at the bottom of the list of people that were... So that, uh, when, I, when they finally got to me, I had a look at it initially and I thought, oh, oh I don't see anything here that's, you know, something I... However, I did spot a Joy Hester. So I, I grabbed the Joy Hester, I put my little note on that. And, you know, flicking through, um, my eye caught the vibrancy of green, and I love green, uh, this really wonderful um, piece of artwork that was very green and vibrant and, you know, very eloquent Art Deco style strokes. And I'm not an artist, but I, I did get some training from my daughter <laughs> before I got here, trying to use the t terminology that you might understand best. Um, the artist whose work I chose, other than Joy Hester's, was an, a woman called Vicky Varvaresos. And, of course, I'd never heard of Vicky Varvaresos, but I was attracted to the colour of her painting, uh, which is um, named uh, Auto Angst 1985. That didn't mean anything to me, the title. But her name did. And the fact that she was a woman of Greek heritage really uh, impressed me. And, of course, I came in here as... Uh, having the, the title of the first Greek-born woman to be in the federal parliament. So I figured I like the artwork and this is a, another woman of Greek background and I think it's absolutely fitting that I should choose her artwork to hang on my wall. And, of course, indeed, Auto Angst has hung on my wall since 2002 and then in 2015 the art people came along and asked me if they could borrow it um, for an exhibition, so they gave me another one of her paintings, uh, Untitled Intrusion Number no. 2, um, 1985. And um, I thought, OK, uh, but I'd really want the other one back. To cut a long story short, I have both those um, paintings in my office. And to me, and I'll finish with this, it's a sort of a merging of migrant Australia for me, me in terms of my political participation and Vicky in terms of her artistic contribution and her migrant heritage. So the reason I'm interested in this group in particular is because I think that the creative capacity and inheritance of 60 years of migrant Australia means that we have developed a very rich creative and artistic talent pool that does draw on its heritage, whether it's uh, our Indigenous artwork, of course, standalone and iconic in itself, but also um, migrant stories 
and artwork and all sorts of creative expressions that are influenced by uh, the, the backgrounds of people who've migrated to this country. So for me, uh, it's very important that that is now forms part of our mainstream Australian history, Australian stories and Australian art and creative expression. So I'm very pleased to be associated with the group. Um, I think that both John and I and Adam obviously look forward to, um, you know, having fun. I hope it, fun's a good word, but also doing some serious work in progressing uh, the cause. Uh, your cause, and I know it's a hard cause often, uh, it's usually related to dollar signs and funding and things, but it's also about making a mark and raising awareness and broadening the awareness. So on that note, I'll hand over to John and he can talk about his experiences in his parliamentary office and artwork. Uh, thank you, Maria, and thank you for inviting me to be your your co-chair in this. Maria and I work together on a couple of issues now and uh, unlike what you see at question time, the great majority of us get on very, very well and work productively. Um, <laughs> so, colleagues, ladies and gentlemen and Russell. Um, I've been asked to talk about the artwork in, in my office and, like Maria, uh, I made my selection. But I also bought uh, two pieces of art uh, that I'll talk about. And I'm very fond of these two pieces because they're portraits of two great tennis players, Rod Laver and Ken Rosewell, and World Championship Tennis. Uh, there was a special event in Maui, in Hawaii, and uh, Diane uh, Sachs was commissioned to uh, do the eight players portraits and uh, World Championship Tennis didn't like one of them and so the others were, were they were all put up for sale so I bought uh, Ken's and Rod's I was great fans of theirs and I bought some other miscellaneous player who lost every match um, but my mother liked that player so I bought that one and uh, the, the Rod Laver uh, portrait uh, is really exquisite it's it catches uh, his character uh, so completely uh, there's a, quite an iciness to the eyes. There's sort of a determination to the chin. He was at a stage where we all had long hair, 1976, and it was this sort of fluffy hair, but there was that sort of tough competitor that we all knew and, and feared. And it was just, uh, I thought, a, a great uh, understanding of, of Rod as a person and uh, an insight. Uh, Diane told me that when she did her first crack at Ken, uh, he had lost a match and she wasn't happy with it uh, because he looked sad and uh, there was prize money involved. And, um, and then he, he won a match and he looked happy and she was happy with that result. Uh, what wasn't happy was that he beat me and so that's why he looked so happy. Uh, but that was a regular habit and uh, so I'm so happy to have these uh, two portraits of two of my heroes and we have to go now. And so... <laughs> I'll make it short, and that makes it better. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. Part of what we've been doing in preparation for Arts Day on the Hill, which is tomorrow, is having some great workshops on advocacy, on how government works. So we've been talking about what happens when those bell rings, uh, bells ring and what MPs need to do. So then, let me occupy their time uh, by telling you all about um, 
Arts Day on the Hill and our plans for all of us to work together to champion the arts in ever ambitious new ways. First of all, can I introduce our guests of honour for tonight, Claire Armitage from the Northern Territory. Please come forward, Claire de Carvalho from Tasmania, Nadina Dixon from New South Wales, Sean Edwards from Queensland, uh, Emma Fay from South Australia, Mish Grigor from Victoria, Miranda Johnson from WA and Rebecca Selleck from the ACT. These are the Arts Day on the Hill advocates. What we've been doing is getting a sense of not just, you know, how, how government works and how advocacy works, but how we can really reset a national conversation about the arts. You will have been enjoying the work on the... This is a work, Howl, by Aphids, uh, a past work of Aphids. Mish Grigor is co-artistic director of Aphids. And what this work is all about, for those who had the great pleasure of, of enjoying it, is a reinterpretation of the canon of visual arts, of contemporary arts, for our contemporary times in a feminist way, on the body, telling us that the work of art, it's not inert. It doesn't stay the same forever. And even J.A. and Maria describing to us just now uh, the works of art that are important to them, that changes the work, that changes the way that it searches our emotions and, 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 uh, and gets us thinking. Work at Parliament House, as Justine Van Moerick has been telling us and showing us today, is there for specific reasons, but visual artists, sculptors, designers, makers are there when all the big decisions are being made. And right here in every space, in every office space and public space and private space of Parliament House. And we are here to draw connections uh, for parliamentarians and for each other about the way that artists sustain careers, about what's needed, what if that means the vote's over? They're just all in captivity again. We'll see that that, that bell has yes. So they're all they're all secured now, exactly. A bit of counting happening. Who knows? <laughs> they may race back in. Um, so we're going to draw those connections between artists' ability to sustain careers and the industry that sustains that many of us are a part of, and a thriving Australian culture. It's a massive opportunity for Australia, and that is why we're all here. I have got some thank yous to make, and feel free to stay, stay with me for these thank yous. First of all, uh, Daniel Beeson, a philanthropist, uh, for his vision for the arts and his generosity. If it was not for Daniel Beeson having made a generous donation this year and next year and the year after, we would not have been able to bring these extraordinary people together from across Australia and also have drinks and snacks uh, for everyone here. So it's enormous thanks to Daniel for having the, having the, the, the foresight to know that to, to, to come together and to advocate confidently, we can transform Australia and we can transform experiences and sustainability of careers for artists. I also want to thank the National Gallery of Australia, the Museum of Australian Democracy and Australian Parliament House's um, uh, House of Representatives Services. I'm going to get the thing wrong. Sorry, Joe Italiano, for their excellent workshop and for others for hosting us uh, and, and being together. And I also want to thank All Conference, AsiaLink Arts, Arts Access Australia, Australian Museums and Galleries Association, Diversity Arts Australia, Live Performance Australia, 
Performing Arts Connections Australia and Regional Arts Australia, because along with the National Association for the Visual Arts, they've said, yeah, let's make Arts Day on the Hill a thing. Let's say there is a national day. Tomorrow is Arts Day on the Hill. We are going to meet with parliamentary colleagues. We're going to talk about the connection between artists' careers, a thriving sector, and a flourishing Australian culture. And we're going to keep building this so that more and more organisations... It's been wonderful to talk to colleagues tonight about the ways that we're all going to be involved in really turning up that volume. So let's keep that conversation going. Artists' vision. The vision of the artist is our future. Our culture, inspired by artists, is what we live and breathe. It's our ethics, it's our homes and our livelihoods, it's what matters the most to us. <laughs> it is my extraordinary pleasure to welcome the Shadow Minister for the Arts, Tony Burke. Tony! <laughs> is a former Minister for the Arts, where as part of a team and, 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 and several uh, Labor Ministers uh, led the formation of the National Cultural Policy more recently, he has led a significant refresh which involved a great deal of consultation, a great deal of, of connection with us and with others all over Australia. Um, let's hear from Tony about perhaps one of his favourite works, but about how important the next day, Art Day on the Hill, is going to be about. I'm so glad you got to come back. Fantastic. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks very much. John, acknowledging the traditional owners of the land that we're on, elders past, present, and a reminder of what always was and always will be. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here tonight, and thank you for those of you who are artists for what you do. Uh, I should let you know in coming here, big thing for me to come to something. T tonight is the night that we have the Labor Party band practice. Uh, and we had just finished our rendition of K-San when, when I came here. So tonight's gathering is that important. Uh, but thank you for what you do. In Australia, generally, we've lost the capacity in almost every policy discussion or debate to deal with something being beautiful, to deal with something touching your soul. And we've sort of got rational metrics that are our only way of entering into any discussion. But ultimately what we try to do in this building, no matter what side of politics you're on, what we try to do in this building is to change how people feel how people feel about their lives, and we'll have policies that will do that with education, with health, with a whole range of things to change how people live, how people they feel. Um, but the arts does that so much more quickly than how we do. Uh, a, a novel, a narrative, a drama will take us through a roller coaster of emotions. A good work of music will grab and change how we feel by the second bar and your work as visual artists, you take control from the first glance. And in terms of the role that we try to play here, the truth is you do it more quickly. And your role is that important. And I think Gough Whitlam probably put it the best when he said everything else we do here is a means to an end. What the artists do is an end in itself. In talking about one work of art, I want to talk about, and I'll get to the one that 
that I keep, but it's a bit of a story to explain it. Uh, I love the artist Jonathan Jones. Absolutely love his work. And for my involvement here with Murray Darling, when uh, the New South Wales Gallery over the last few months uh, first put out his Darling River work of broken pieces of wood, of a trunk, of, of branches, just like the branches of the river, but in fact branches of a tree, dead and separated across the floor. Uh, it would have been half an hour before my, my heart would allow my legs to move. Uh, but the first work of Jonathan's that touched me was one that has forever changed Sydney for me. Now, to understand this, I'll just tell Jonathan the story as Jonathan told me, which was having been raised with not a lot of knowledge of his First Nations heritage, he knew that in different parts of the country there had been collections and a whole lot of uh, you know, collections in Victoria. There's still a great collection in South Australia, but artefacts that you can say collected, some were collected, some were stolen, uh, but they were all collected into a place in Sydney for the different nations that formed his heritage. Now, you'd all know about the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne. Very few people know about the Sydney Exhibition Building. It was magnificent. It was glorious. It housed all of these First Nations treasures. And after just over a year, it burnt down and everything within it was lost. If you go to the uh, Sydney Botanic Gardens, there is one garden that is just a circle, a concrete circle. Doesn't look all that impressive. But the reason it's a circle is it is immediately beneath what once was the dome. And Jonathan wanted to recreate what lived here for such a short time, which was the treasures that had lived here since the first sunrise. And so what he did was for the different nations that were his heritage, he constructed the different collecting dishes in four different shapes in white resin and then produced thousands and thousands and thousands of them and laid them across each other for the entire perimeter of what was once that building. So you knew when you were standing inside it and when you weren't. And then from the trees that were now within, he had people speaking First Nations languages from the languages that had had part of their story destroyed or lost when that building burnt down. And in that circular concrete garden, he got kangaroo grass, ripped out the roses and the petunias or whatever else had been there and had kangaroo grass there. And it was a reminder of how art can physically change a space. And the most beautiful reminder of that work as to how it changed the space was when the art was removed. Because as, and they hadn't thought of this at the time, but as they removed the white resin dishes, the grass, of course, having been covered for months with them, had changed colour. And the exhibition had been completely removed, but the work was still there. I went to it a lot. It has forever changed how I walk through that part of Sydney. And a few months later, I was given a work which I have in pride of place, but not in my office at home, because I want to look at it all the time. Um, 
Arguably, I would do that more in the office than at home. Uh, but a photograph arrived, an original photograph. So he got an original prints, not copies, an original photograph, and there's not many around, of the Sydney Exhibition Building. And punched into the photograph repeated copies of the four shapes of the gathering dishes, making the photograph a more authentic depiction of the site than what a photograph could ever be. And every time I look at that, I see a reminder of the depth of us always having to remember whatever the building, whatever the construction, the story that truly lives there has been here since the first sunrise. I can never do that with a policy. I can never do that, what it truly was and feels with a speech. But as artists, you can change how people see their home, their world, their surroundings, themselves. And if the world ever needed that, it's now. Thank you for what you do. Please keep engaging with this building. We don't just respect and appreciate what you do. We need what you do. Well, is there any clear articulation of the power of art? And those of you who are artists, and with the conversations that we've been having about how difficult it can be and what a struggle it can be and how powerful and how exhilarating it can be and to know that art is needed here in this house and that art is needed across Australia and it's needed now more than ever, that is what we'll be saying tomorrow and that's what we'll be saying henceforth. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you, everyone. Please keep those conversations going right now and let's make Arts Day on the Hill enormous. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Tony. It is so fantastic to get to be in this room with you people, you who have stayed, you who are having those important conversations about artists sustaining their practice, about the industry that supports those artists, and drawing the connections between that and a thriving Australian culture. It is my great pleasure to introduce the Minister for the Arts, other things too, the Minister for Communication, Cyber Safety, but the Minister for the Arts, Paul Fletcher, please make him welcome. Well, thank you very much, Esther. It's uh, great to be here with you, with the National Association for the Visual Arts and uh, with the newly formed uh, Parliamentary Friends Group. Can I acknowledge my parliamentary colleagues and, of course, can I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the great... Uh, dangers of being in this portfolio, and it is a tremendous honour and privilege to be the Minister for Communications and the Arts, and also Cyber Safety. One of the great dangers of being Minister for the Arts is the temptation to pontificate, to give your own ministerial views of what art should be. And once or twice in my relatively brief time in this portfolio, I've said to 
my advisors or my officials, should I? I know I was thinking of saying this and they've looked and said, no, Minister, I don't think you should say that. I don't think that'd be a very good idea. Uh, so I look, I'll confine myself to just a couple of um, general observations. Uh, the first is that the arts play a very important role. And while it may be seen as the observation of a Philistine, the arts are very important economically. About 7% of our entire GDP is made up of the cultural and creative industries. And arguably, as we move to become more of a knowledge-based economy, uh, that creativity is going to be ever more important. And so the work of working artists every day is incredibly important economically, putting aside, or as well as, its fundamental importance as a form of expression, as a means of interpreting this world in which we live. And one of the things about my portfolio is that it does encompass both communications and the arts. Uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to spend a few days in Alice Springs and Uluru on holiday just the other week uh, at the Walkajura Centre at Uluru, looking at some of the paintings there. Uh, I was reflecting on the dots and the things that are said by people in the communications part of my portfolio about how new, how innovative digital technology is, the whole idea of ones and zeros, of dots, never been thought of before, Minister. <laughs> well, I think the Indigenous original inhabitants of our land thought of it 70,000 years ago, and it is a marvellous thing that Indigenous art continues to be strong and is growing stronger. It's a marvellous thing that we have a thriving uh, arts community and cultural sector in this country that we have artists working very hard and it's a marvellous thing that you have a new group of friends here in Parliament House. Can I extend my best wishes to everybody here. Can I thank all of my colleagues who have joined up the Parliamentary Friends Group and it's a delight to be here with all of you tonight. Thank you very much. Minister, thank you so much. This has been the most comprehensive, movable feast of an evening. It's been, it's been spontaneous, it's been collaborative, but it's also been deeply important. I feel like we started a number of important conversations, but we've drawn on time immemorial and we've drawn on the hard work of artists and we've drawn on what matters most to Australians. Please turn up the volume on Arts Day on the Hill tomorrow, hashtag Arts Day on the Hill, um, and let's keep these conversations going and do everything we can to strengthen artists' careers, the industry that supports them, and a flourishing Australian culture. Let's do this. Thank you so much, everyone. And please meet these artists and have some great conversations tonight. Thank you. Thank you.